he's got the music playing, Ray Charles, Etta James, you know, all of this wonderful music. And my dad would like to fix her a drink while she's cooking because mm -hmm. he said, this is going to make it taste really, really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> but she had pet peeves as well. Most of her life was sunny and happy and stress-free. But she used to say, don't ever lie. Welcome to our podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo with a twist. I'm Taya, and I was adopted. And I'm Roz, her birth mom. I went on a search at the age of 36, and I found her. Listen in as we come together to unpack the layers of our journey. Hello, and welcome back. Today, we'd like to continue our conversation on mental health through the lens of adoption, but with a focus on Mother's Day. Mother's Day is May 14th this year, and because both of our moms have passed away, we'd like to dedicate this episode in memory of both of them. So how are you doing, Roz? I'm doing good, Taya. I'm glad that we're approaching Mother's Day. It's a really good time of year. May, the weather is great. The celebration of all mothers is going to be wonderful. So I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good too. What about any feedback that you may have from our last episode before we dive into this one? Well, you know, I learned a lot when you brought up anger, fear, guilt, and shame, and then some others we'll cover today. I had to settle into my feelings because my description of anger, fear, guilt, and shame have been exposed. I've gone through all of them, but maybe I miscategorized some of them after you kind of explained it. And, you know, as a therapist, you know the dynamics of how each person is affected by some of those, some deeply, and some can ride through that feeling, like we when we talked about anger. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, we're different people, and I hope it impacted our audience to the point where they realized how they fit in with those feelings and how they can recover from them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's just a multitude of emotions out there for us to unpack. And, you know, we're talking about the five primary emotions as it relates to adoption. But I think the other thing to note is these are universal emotions. Yes, we're putting them under the umbrella of adoption, but right, anger, um, fear, grief and loss, joy, guilt and shame. They're, they're emotions that all of us feel whether we're a part of this adoption triad or not. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned in one of our first episodes, no, actually in the letter that you wrote to me and you said something about, I'm not angry anymore. Did you want to say anything about that layer of anger? Hmm. I think 
you know, when I when I think about the child version of me versus the 20 year or 30 old, 30 year old version of me, I think it's not so much that I had anger. I'm pretty sure, you know, as I'm thinking about it, that there were times where I was angry about not having knowledge of you or access to you, that there was this block to being able to find you, to not yes. have certain information. I do think that stirred up its own feelings of, of anger, but I also think more so the feelings of, of hurt and disappointment are really there. Um, because again, you know, anger is kind of the reaction, but there's usually an underlying emotion to that feeling. And so underneath the anger, I would say, I felt more of the sadness or the disappointment um, that, that I didn't have access to you, that I didn't know where you were. And as I'm allowing my brain to process, I do recall those times where, because we're in California, I'm wondering, uh, there's this show that just came to mind that was so popular and I loved it so much called This Is Us. And in, mm, in that, yeah. that show, Randall um, was an adopted kid. And when he would go into stores and stuff, he did this funny thing where he would roll his tongue to kind of see if, if the black couples in there could do the same thing. Because he was trying to find someone who looked like him or had traits like him. And so I can relate when I think about, there were times where we would be out and about and I would wonder, hmm, I wonder if that could be my birth mom. You know, I wonder if if that's her or if that's her, you know, those kind of feelings would come up where I would wonder if this person could have been you. So wow. it was more of it was more of those kind of feelings, I would say, that I kind of experienced. And maybe the anger showed up, you know, in terms of my behavior at times. But underneath it, it was more of like the sadness or the disappointment of, well, where is she then? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, there she is. Yeah. That's why our first hug was so wonderful. Yeah. Like I didn't want to let go of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, yeah. right. That's, a, that's an embrace that was long in the making. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now that we're in this episode um, and we said that we wanted to do a part two and talk more about the emotions today of grief and loss and joy. And the goal here is to kind of connect it to the fact that Mother's Day for us is slightly different because both of our moms have passed. And so we experience primarily around this time of year, but also at other times of the year too. But around this time of year, because it is dedicated to mothers, we experience that as a form of grief and loss. 
we experience lots of memories maybe where we're connecting to the joyful times, the things that that were the connectors that we had with our mothers. Um, and so I, I think it would be really helpful for us to maybe ask some questions of each other. And so I had asked you in advance to come up with some questions and I would come up with some questions. And I think we can ask each other questions to kind of learn a little bit of how we remember our moms and what was unique yeah. about them or what was unique about our relationship with them. So do you want me to go first with my questions or would you like to go first? I think I'd like to go first. Okay. All right. Have at it. Okay, Taya. Where was your mom born? So I'm not sure where in Oklahoma, but the state of oh. Oklahoma, but they eventually moved to Arizona because that's where like my grandmother, my um, my uncles, her brothers, my cousins, that's where they lived. So at some point down the road, um, they moved to Arizona, but originally she is from Oklahoma. Oh, I love that. So it was a large family then. Yeah, I believe there was five of them, if I'm remembering correctly. So it was five of them. And so, yeah, I guess you would say that's a pretty large family. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Did they tell you, they being your parents, but particularly your mother, how they chose you to adopt after having your brother? So the story that I remember is that they wanted to have a daughter. And because my mom was not able to have more children, they discussed, well, what would adoption look like? And part of the protocol of getting on the list and setting themselves up uh, to, to adopt, they would be informed of children who were in foster care uh, and as a result, they learned about me. And then I was told that they came to visit me. And when they saw me, they instantly fell in love and wanted uh, yeah. to have me in their home. And so that's, I guess, the bigger picture of it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of nuances in there, you know, as to some of the things I know that they had to have a home study done and some other things to ensure, you know, that I would be a good fit in their home. But as far as kind of the bigger story, it was that they wanted a daughter and that is how I came to be in their family. That's beautiful. <laughs> I know that if I saw you, I would have kept you. So <laughs> that, that sounds like it falls right in line with Maybe I was a fly on the wall watching them pick you and saying, oh, this is a perfect match. My daughter would be with a wonderful family. Thank you. Okay, mm. what are the best memories about your mom that you had as a child or as an adult? So I actually had several. Uh, there was actually, this takes me back to fifth grade. And, and it actually 
when I started thinking about this, it, it made me realize there was a pre-Toastmasters me. So what I mean is in, in fifth grade, I had this really amazing teacher and she would challenge us to memorize poetry and speeches. And then she would have us to say those poems or those speeches out loud. And if you did them and you did them well, then you would get kind of an acknowledgement, what we called proud cards. And so as a part of doing that, I was doing and practicing all kinds of speeches and poems and I was reciting in class. And she, around this time of the year, she encouraged us to write a letter about our moms. And I decided to write a letter and it basically became its own speech of why I believe that my mom is the best mother in the world kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote yeah. this whole outline of why my mom, I think is the best mom ever. And I had to present that. And I actually was picked out of my class to then be able to say it at a school assembly. And of mm -hmm. course she could attend that assembly and it would be my first time saying all of this to her in front of a crowd of people. So that was, like I said, pre-toast at to Toastmasters me, but that that was definitely a great memory. I remember, you know, just the experience of being able to do that and and to express all of those words to her um, back then. And then another thing that I remember about my mom is she loved to dance. And this <laughs> is around the time when you had the, the record players. And so we had the record player and the eight track player, right? And she had mm -hmm. all these different records and she would put the records on and usually it's like a Friday evening and she would put all these 45s in and the music would be playing in the house and me and her would dance. We would just oh. dance, 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 dance. And that was just some yeah. of the most fun times that I had. And, and I just, the other thing, like I said, there's several. So my mom also was big into soap operas and mm -hmm. she had her certain shows that she would watch. But at nighttime, there was this show and pretty sure some of our audience knows this Dallas. Dallas was the, the huge nighttime soap opera, if you will. And that was something that I could watch with her. So, mm -hmm. you know, we would we would uh, kind of sometimes there was popcorn, um, but I'm in the bed and we're got the TV on and we're watching Dallas together. <laughs> oh, I love that. Playing <laughs> together, watching TV. Yeah. Comfortable, relaxing. Yeah. Okay, Tay. Well, my last question then will be, if your mom could be here today, what would you say or do together? Wow, what would we say? What would I say and do with my mom today? Hmm. I think, I think because my mom was, she was a talker for sure. I remember so many times that, you know, she was on the phone and she would be talking to different people. So I'm pretty sure that we would, 
we would cook and 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 something that my mom did that was just one of my absolute favorite desserts was pineapple upside down cake mm. and and i remember mm -hmm. and i'm remembering now how we would i would watch her make it in the big cast iron skillet so i think you know we would probably bake that pineapple upside down cake and you know go through all the steps to prepare it and then we would just probably talk and laugh and and just connect on you know what's going on in each other's lives and just just hang out just hang out and you know because i brought up the whole you know how we would watch dallas and because now right there's so much about how you can binge watch shows I I think it would be a cool nostalgia thing to to pull up some of the the maybe season one or two of Dallas, <laughs> and we would we would maybe cuddle you know hang out and we would we would watch a series of episodes of Dallas. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's, so, yeah, that should I be good. That, and I'm sure you'll find the episodes. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, they're they're available, you know, so well now these days. You can find any old show you want to watch. So, yeah, I think it would it would be very simple and easy. But we would be doing things that just allowed us to just be in company with each other. Yeah, well, I sure wish she was still here, Ted. She was a lovely, adorable woman when I met her and if only we could bring those days back, right? Yeah, yeah. But God had better plans. Yeah, yeah. but I appreciate mm -hmm. you kind of having me, having me go down memory lane there and, and connect on, you know, certain things yeah. that were just kind of part of our routine. And again, like I said, there's plenty of other things, but those, those kind of come out, you know, come, come to mind first. Yeah, so yeah. now it's your and turn. It, yep, yep, I'm ready, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about, first question, what's something that your mom taught you as a child that you still to do, you still do today as an adult? My mother was big on saying family first. Okay. No matter what was going on, even if me and my sisters and brothers were arguing a little bit, or if there was a situation going on in her family, she would always bring back family first. And it has not left me because it was impressed upon me so much that no matter what you do in life, and if you have to make a difficult decision, which one is going to benefit or add more value to your family versus your job or your friends or any other acquaintances? So family first was definitely something that my mom taught me as a child, and I still live with that today. Okay. Yeah, I, I see that displayed in you when I witness how you are you know, with your siblings. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So was there a time that you saw her cry and did she tell you why, or did you just know why? 
I could think of two instances where I saw my mom cry and knew why. There were probably others, but I didn't consider my mom a crybaby. She didn't cry at the drop of a hat. It had to be something that filled her heart so much that she burst into tears. Mm -hmm. So the first one I would mention is when I told her I was pregnant, when she discovered I was pregnant. I think she looked at me as a, a little girl in a situation that she could not take care of herself, change it, fix it, make the pain go away, whatever. So however she looked at that situation, I think it saddened her because of my age. Now, if I was older and married, she would have nothing to say about it, right? But uh, she took it upon herself to try to help me through that. And initially it made her very tearful. And I remember my dad crying also. The other was when her mother, my grandmother passed away. My grandmother uh, lost her husband, my mom's dad, when my mom was four months old. Okay. And she had eight children. And so it was a lot for a young mother with an infant to take on. So she had sisters and brothers that helped her through that process. And as the children got older and were married and then had children, my grandmother kind of lived with all of her kids, either to assist with the grandkids or maybe because that's what she wanted to do. It's like, why should I live in a house that's empty when I could live with my children and their children, my grandchildren? So she would visit all of the kids and she spent the most years, I believe, with my mother and our family. My mother okay. took really good care of her. Okay. And they all had their turn, but my mother had the longest time to be with Gramps. We called her Gramps. And so she was living with a sibling in New Orleans at the time she passed away. And when my mom got the call, I remember she broke down. It's like she wasn't with me. I wasn't near her. And there, there was that distance, and I think she felt that pain of not just losing your mother, whether she was close in proximity or not, but also because there was a distance. And now she's like, I wish I could have been with her during those final moments. So it, those were the two that I recall. Okay. Okay. So what about a pet peeve of your mom? Was there a pet peeve of your mom's? Yeah, you know, my mom was so funny. She liked to tell jokes like your mom. She liked to dance and sing. And every time when she would prepare a meal, she's got the music playing, Ray Charles, Etta James, you know, all of this wonderful music. And my dad would like to fix her a drink while she's cooking because mm -hmm. he said, this is going to make it taste really, really, really good. <laughs> But she had pet peeves as well. Most of her life was sunny and happy and stress-free. 
But she used to say, don't ever lie. Mm -hmm. She would tell her kids, don't ever lie to me. Mm -hmm. I can't stand when people lie. So we knew that we had to tell the truth. We had to be upfront. We wanted her to be happy. We wanted to have a happy home. Sundays was like the best with the big dinner and the music and a little dancing and maybe some games that we would play. Because mm-hmm. it was five of us kids. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like, if we didn't lie, then our life would continue to be easy peasy. Oh, <laughs> so okay. she told us, don't, don't ever lie to me. Okay. Okay. So, so you were able to kind of tell if it was going to be a good Sunday because no one got caught lying. <laughs> yes, that was a good Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. And what about her favorite color? Oh, my mom's favorite color was yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yellow has a meaning. I believe it was like happy, like the sunshine is out. It's a wonderful day, positive outlook on life. And she would wear that color often in her clothing or uh, even like decorations in the house, like the tablecloth at the big dining room table or a bedspread. You know, she used yellow a lot. And I tend to do that, too, because I remember that was my mom's favorite color. And I I feel it. I feel the energy coming from that color, whether it's clothing or surround yourself with flowers like yellow roses, daffodils and so forth. It Yellow was her color. Yellow stood out. And while she wore other colors that were very vivid, beautiful reds and greens and orange and purple, that yellow was her favorite color. And she wore it very well. Mm. She brightened the room wherever she went. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I learned some new things today about my grandmother, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that our, our focus is on grief and loss and joy. And in light of it being Mother's Day, I do think that we each were able to share things that probably brought more of a smile, you know, to our face because we are remembering them in a positive way. But at the same time, you know, both of our moms are no longer with us. And so if we were to kind of look at it from the lens of grief and loss, I believe that it makes sense to share that we were in a unique experience because of the time of our reunion that you actually were able to support and be at my mother's funeral when she, you know, passed away in the year 2010. And then vice versa, I was able to be with you at the time of your mother's death in 2018. Right. 
And that I think is a pretty unique experience for both of us to attend our mother's funerals with each other. And so one of the thoughts that I had is, is there something around that time when you were able to be of support and attend my mom's funeral that you remember? Oh, yes, Taya. I remember when you broke the news to me. And it was sad because it felt like I had just met her because we connected in 2006 and I just fell in love with her. And we talked and we shared how much we both adored you. And I thanked her for raising you and adopting you. And she thanked me for giving birth to you. And the years along that were beautiful conversations. I remember even before I met her and you said we were sending pictures to each other. One of them, there was a lady in the background standing next to you. And I said, who's that lovely lady? And you said, that's my mom. <laughs> so it's like when she passed away, it's like it took a piece of me as well. Mm. I knew how deeply impacted you were as well as your dad and brother, your husband and other family members. And that's when I think I first saw some other family members. So what I remember about that time is what a huge loss to a beautiful family and to the daughter I gave birth to you. And I remembered feeling like you lost your mom, the only mom you knew for the majority of your life. And so I was there to support you, to get to know other people in the family and to share the grief and the loss because I think I felt it even deeper because she took care of you. And everything that I knew about her was wonderful. And it was very hard to say goodbye to her that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I remember you playing a pretty integral role in kind of helping me kind of put things in order. I remember you and I kind of setting the stage of, you know, the service and, and kind of putting things in preparation and, and just, I remember just your, your presence was just, so helpful in a very kind of like confused in some ways state of mind and managing all those different emotions. Uh, it just was very helpful that you were present. And so again, I, I want to say thank you, you know, for your, You're welcome, for your support at yeah. that time. Very, very much so. Um, now let's Absolutely. take it to, to your mom's funeral and kind of get, let me know where, where's your, what are your thoughts when you think back to that time? Um, 
that come up for you in that space? Okay. It was very, very sad, difficult to, it's to, for anyone to lose their mother. It's so deep. Yes, we're older. Yes, I knew she was suffering from cancer. Yes, I knew the day would come. But when it would, it revealed itself, my mom took it so well. Mm -hmm. It was almost like she was ready to see God. Mm -hmm. She was ready to meet. She even said, I'm going to see my father mm. because I was only four months when he died. I've never met my dad. She was anxious, anxious almost. And to see her mother, because her mother had passed and other mm. siblings and relatives that she adored. So there was peace mm -hmm. and we would lay in the bed before she passed. We would lay in the bed and watch her favorite movies. Okay. She loved Denzel Washington. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she would say things like, he's so fine. And what I remember the most about my mom was having a big table with everyone there, kids, grandkids, because family was first, family gatherings, relatives, family reunions, and food. Okay, food was mm -hmm. always like right the center of attention. And she said to us before she passed that she wanted to have a nice repast. Okay. And I want to wear this outfit and I want this kind of food to be served at the repast. And we were like, what? You're going to plan the whole thing? She goes, yeah, because this is what I see. I will be happy and in glory with the Lord and with my family that passed before me. So I want you guys to celebrate. Celebrate, not with you scratching your head, oh, I don't know what to do, what kind of food, should we just have sandwiches, should we just have cake? She's like, no, we're gonna have a full on menu like you guys are accustomed to me doing when we would have family gatherings and when we would attend family reunions. So you know in episode seven, where we named it, hey darling, which means let the good times roll. Okay. That's exactly what we did for my mother's funeral. The second line dance that I mentioned earlier, she said, I hope you guys wave your handkerchiefs and dance to the second line music and really celebrate because I'm going to be happy when I go. I'm sorry. I'm leaving you, but I'm going to be happy. So be happy for me and be happy with me. So we have cousins, but we call them cousin. That's the way we say it in, I don't know if that's a Creole word or not, but we say cousin. All the cousin was there, all the family. And some of us tend to look alike, like, who's your mama? But no, it's, it's a fun family gathering. And that's what my mom wanted. And we had the umbrellas that we use at Mardi Gras to dance the second line. Some cousin had the 
handkerchiefs. The food was excellent. The little speeches by all the family members that wanted to say something that they adored about my mom. But everyone remembered that family was always first. A party was going to happen that love would fill the air. And that's exactly what we did. Wow. And I'm so glad, Taya, that you and your husband came because that was your grandmother. Yeah. You were the first grandchild. Yeah. The recognition of all of that and whatever secrets there were before was no longer in existence. Mm -hmm. So it was open, free-flowing, happy times. And when she passed away, we all knew she was really, really happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, when you think about funerals, that was definitely a very different way for me to have experienced funerals from my childhood versus, you know, how I experienced it in this culture of my birth family, you know, and, and and just being amongst everyone and and hearing the stories of course the amazing food the dancing there was just it was just, it was it was a party it was truly mm -hmm. a party and and i'm so glad that that i was in your life at that time to be able to witness you know that to witness everyone together and to to be included in the family at that time yes yeah yes. yeah that Amen. was amazing amazing mm -hmm. time so you know we're talking about grief and loss and we're of course addressing the the perspective of joy and i think you know there, there's other layers, of course, to grief and loss, but I think, I think we've touched, you know, what's most important for our time today, um, right. considering that it's Mother's Day. Um, this, it's, it'll be coming up, you know, soon after we we publish our our episode. Do you have any other thoughts or anything else that you would want to bring up? about our topic today as it as it relates to grief and loss and joy? I'm glad that we focused on it. We touched on it, how we felt, and now I feel good about it because we're celebrating. I feel we're in a celebratory mood for our mothers, but while also sharing how we felt about losing them right. and how we've regained comfort in identifying with what they did and what we are almost modeling ourselves to as adults of what we carry on in their memory. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what's so important, right, is, is being able to remember them, um, acknowledging the sadness, but also connecting on what they've kind of planted in us, you know, yes. and, and, and that we're able to kind of take that part of who they were in our lives and carry it forward. 
Yeah, very good. We're like a garden. We're Mm. like a garden being nurtured and fertilized and watered all the time. And it's still the seeds of glory, I could call it, is what still exists in us. And what we will move forward to with our lives as we continue to move forward. But it all started with mothers. Yeah, that's such a beautiful image. Such a beautiful image. Well, I think we're at a good point to close for today. And we're hoping that our listeners enjoyed our show and that they are also reflecting on their relationships with their moms, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I've got some good news. We are now on iTunes. So not only are you able to hear us on Spotify and Amazon and Google, I have now placed us to be on iTunes. So you guys that are listening, please go ahead and take a listen on iTunes as well. We are so excited that you guys continue to listen to our show. So definitely, if you're not subscribed, please do so. And if you can, please leave us a five-star review because what we know is that those type of reviews will boost our ratings and allow more and more people to see us. We have another great episode coming back on the 17th of May. And we get as well that there are many podcasts out there, but we're so happy that you choose ours as one of your favorites. You can definitely also check out our website at ifoundherpodcast.com. And we're also on Facebook. So we're growing, you guys. We're growing for sure. In the meantime, until then, this is Tay and Roz, where we talk all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist.